Today I want to share a word with you because during this, these last few days, God has, has been speaking to me and to Pastor Fabiana, saying that we need to teach and to focus on the vision of the church and in the vision of the kingdom of God. And also to speak about the number one desire of God's heart. You know which is the number one desire of God's heart? You are going to, if you do not know, you are going to learn today. And today I'm going to start a new series. Like when I start speaking something, normally I, I love to teach in a, in a very well way. And I want to go slowly in order for you to receive this word and be transformed. And today I'm going to speak to you as a father speaking to his children. This is the way, this is my heart today. I was praying for all of you and I was crying. Do you, would you like to see all your children saved? And you'd like to see them serving God one day and in the kingdom of God? Would you like to see them serving God? This is my desire. And I am preaching to you with this, this desire in my heart. I want to see all of you seated and listen to me one day before the Lord and being received by him as a faithful servant. This is my desire. Then this is my word for you today. Receive this word as a daddy, a father speaking to his children. Do you receive this word? Amen. And, uh, and this new series I'm going to start today is series eternity and the title of today's word is life is short but eternity will be very long life is short but eternity will be very long a lot of people say that life is short and we need to enjoy life to the fullest have you have you listened to that? Everybody say, life is short, then enjoy life. There is a saying that, that I, I have heard in Brazil and he, even here. It says, life is short, time is fast, no replace, no rewind, so just enjoy every moment. This is what the people there are saying. But as a father, as a dad, I am here to tell you, eternity will be very long. You better to prepare for it. Okay? Eternity will be very long. Then don't go to this other side. Just enjoy life. Prepare for eternity. Amen? We are so catch up with the affairs of this life. And we give little attention to eternity. I'm going to repeat again. Eternity is awfully long. And we better spend our time getting, getting ready for it. How 
I have a question. How and where are you using your time? I'm going to ask you again. How and where are you using your time? Jesus taught us that there is one eternal destiny for each individual, either heaven or hell. It's written in John chapter 5. The eternal destiny, eternal destiny of each individual depends on the decisions made in this lifetime. According to Luke 16. And, but also, not just the decision that you made, but followed by a life of obedience. Because you need to take one decision, but also to have a life of obedience. Let's read the Psalm 90, please. Because here we have a word, some words from the Lord that I'm going to preach based on these verses. Verse 10 to 12, that says, the, let's read all together. The days of our lives are 70 years. And if by reason of strength they are 80 years, yet their boost is only labor and sorrow. For it soon cut off, and we fly away. We know the power of your anger, God. For as the fear of you, so it is your wrath. So teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I have a question. Do you number your days? Are you numbering your days? Do you realize how important is every single, every single day is? How important is every single day in your life? Think of it for a second. If you live, how long do you think you're going to live? <laughs> if you live 70 or you may well live to be 80, as the scripture said, says. You are likely to have a lot of labor and sorrow and troubles and difficulties. This is what the Bible said. And there is a collapse of time around us. Many things are evolving in the world. If you, maybe you have read or did you know that, that the journey, the journey for you to go from Ireland to America in the 19th century uh, would take 90 days for you to go from Ireland to, to America. Did you know that? Three months in the 19th century. But now, you can go from Ireland to America in just seven hours. 
Have you seen? Today we are so evolved and we have so much technology, but we are destroying our moral and spiritual life as time collapses on us. How much longer do you still have? How much long do you still have? If, yeah, depend. If you are near to 40, it's near to by say goodbye. <laughs> yeah. But the the psalmist David requested the Lord remember how short time is. This is what I'm teaching you. How short time is. If you are 15, 20 years old, don't think you have too much time. Just days ago, I was 15 years old. <laughs> Let's read Psalm 94, verse 4. Let's read all together. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, and like a watch in the night. I watch in the night. For the Jewish people, it's just four hours. Or a thousand of years. <laughs> thousand of years is too much. But for God, it's just four hours. Let's read Psalm 102, verse 12. Let's read all together. My days are like one evening shadow that lengthens and, and vanishes with the sun, and as for me, I will their way like grass. Verse 12, by you, O Lord, shall endure forever, and the, the remembrance of your name to all generations. Think of it. God will endure forever, but you are on this earth. Like a shadow that is declining. Did you get? The Lord reigns forever. But you in this earth, you are like a shadow that is declining. And if you live in Ireland, I think it's worst. <laughs> yeah. Even if, if you are in the winter time. Did you know that we all are dying? From the moment that we were born, you started dying. Did you know that? We all are heading towards death. Every one of us is under the same sentence of death. I'd say, Petesh, I'd say that there won't be anybody here in this audience alive in 90 years from today. No one. In 90 years from today, no one of us will be here. Nobody will all be gone. 
What are you going to do with all those years that you have? This is the point. How are you using your time? Because we are talking about time. This is the most precious things that you have. Every human being has the exactly the, summer, the same numbers of hours and minutes a day. Right? Some people say, I don't have time, pastor. But how many hours do you have in your day? How many hours? Huh, the same. <laughs> Interesting. Do you know how many minutes there are in a day? A thousand four hundred and forty minutes. For you and for me and for everybody. How many hours in a week? 168 hours in a week. For you and for me, for everybody. Then now just follow me, please. If, we, if you live to be 70, your first 15 years of your life are your childhood or adolescent, okay? Then also, you spend approximately 20 years in bed. Did you know that? Yeah? You are going to spend 20 years of your life in your bed if you sleep eight hours a day. Then, if you, the last five years of your life, your activities, you will be dramatically reduced. Then you are not going to do many things when you get older, right? Then, that means that you have around 30 years, 30 years only, to get everything else done and fulfill your calling on earth. Just 30 years. In these 30 years, also, part of this time you are going to spend eating, Working, paying bills, and figuring out your income tax. Yeah? The scripture asks this question in James 4 14. Let's read, uh, let's read. What is your life? What is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. The oldest us won't live long. No. Our, did you know our time, your time, my time is already in God's hand? Yeah. God has a day already set for your being taken from this world. This is written in the Bible. It may be natural death. How would you, how would you, how would you like to die? <laughs> there is no way to choose. <laughs> but 
How would you? Some, some people, maybe it's, it's going to be natural death. Or maybe one accident. Or heart attack. This week, uh, I, uh, I received one message from a friend. She's an old lady. And she said to me that her heart is stopped beating. And her heart is beating only 30 beats per minute. She's healthy. Her body's okay. But her heart is just 30. And do you know, normally a human being is between 60 to 100. That means that soon she's going. And she sent a message to me. But she said to me, Pastor, I am prepared for this day. She's healthy, but her heart is stopping. This is, I said to you, in this audience, in 90 years ahead, in the future, no one will be here. And my question to you is, how are you using your time? How are you using your time? I'm here to say as a dad to talk to his children, heaven is real and hell also is real. Eternity is real and only a breath away. You will only live for a few short years on earth and eternity is spent somewhere else. Hebrews 9.27 says, we have one appointment. And there is, I know sometimes you have one appointment. Then you ring to your doctor and say, doctor, sorry, I can't go. I can't make it. Sometimes you have one appointment to the government and you say, I can't make it. But the Bible says we have one appointment. And you are not going to miss this appointment. Sorry. You cannot say, I am busy. <laughs> I am so busy. I have to clean my house. I have to work. I have to take care of my children. I have to do things. I have a barbecue later. <laughs> Sorry, God. Wait, I have a barbecue. I have to play some domino. Sorry, no. I have something to do, God. Let's read out together. As it is appointed for men to die once. But after this, the judgment. After death, my beloved brothers, you will stand before the great judgment of God. It is appointed for you to die once, just once. You're not going to die, to come back, just once. And after that, all of us will face judgment. And we are going to be before him, this great judgment of God, to give account how you spend your time. What you are going to give account? How you spend your time in this life. What have you done about Jesus? What you have done? Because God has already given his son 
to die for your sins if you do not know. Because we all are sinners and we all have the same disease. We all have the same disease. I don't care the color of your skin. But God doesn't look at your exterior self. But God looks into your heart. And God sees that you have a spiritual heart disease. And that spiritual heart disease is called sin. And we all are sinners. That means that we have broken God's law. We all bro have broken God's law. And we have disobeyed God and have rebelled against Him. Because we have rebelled against Him, then we have to face judgment. All of us, there is no way we we'll face judgment. And there is one verse in the scripture that scary me. It scary me when I look to someone's life. Are you with me? This verse is scary me when I look to some people's life. People that used to come to church. Matthew 7, 23. Let's read all together. Then I will tell them plainly. I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Some people. They are going to go before the Lord. And the Lord is going to say. I never knew you. Depart from me. This is so sad. Can you imagine. Your children receiving this word from God. Your children. This is why I was crying about your life. And I am here talking. As a father. Talking to your children. Because why? Many people they are saying, Lord, Lord. But they do not obey the will of the Father. They are saying, Lord, Lord, but they do not obey. It is, it's interesting that rich people, rich people cannot buy more hours. They are rich, they have money, but they cannot buy more hours. Even doctors cannot give them more days of life. <laughs> have you seen that? Sometimes doctors, they are passing away. And they know how to treat others. Scientists cannot invent more minutes. You cannot even save time to spend it another day. There is one urgence of time. Last week, I, I said that many people are wasting their time on earth for not having a vision of God. Do you remember that word? Many people don't have a vision. They have a vision for themselves, but not vision for God. And time is the most precious things that you have. And you have to use the time for God's glory. 
the way that you use your time, you influence where and how you live in eternity. I'm going to repeat again, because I'm talking about time. The way that you, you use your time will influence where and how you will live eternity. How and where, for good or for bad, this preach is so important. And I am talking to you with so much love in my heart for you. Ephesians 5, 15, 17. Let's read all together. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Wow. This verse is so powerful. The Bible is saying, and I am, I am here to say, be careful how you live. Life here is a preparation for eternity. And you need to be very careful how you live, how you use your time. Because many people, sorry, they are living like crazy people. They are just wasting their time. Their time. And the days are evil. You know. The days are evil and will become even worse. If you do not know. Don't believe in that the world is going to be better and better and better. No. Look to the news every day. We cannot believe the murders, all the rapes, the death of innocent people. People every day being like raped, abused, immorality, pornography. This world is getting worse and it's going to be worse and worse. And the Bible says that the days are evil and we have a big task ahead of us. That is, what should we do as a church? What we are doing here as a church? Why we are here? Why you got saved? To enjoy life. You got saved to, oh, just to, to, to be playing, enjoying your life. Oh, my beloved brother, sorry. How are you using your time? Because we are here to save the lost. Those who are going to hell. Those who are in darkness. You are here to be the light in the darkness. You are here to make disciples for Jesus Christ. So the question is, how are you using your time? How are you using your time? Because the days, the Bible says, the days are evil. And the, and the Bible says, redeem the time. Do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do you know what is the will of God? 
you have to redeem the time. Say to the person next to you, you have to redeem the time. You have to redeem the time. Do you know, uh, did you know that this word, this, this phrase, you redeem the time, comes from the business world? Yeah. Do you know what means? To buy time. Redeem the time. Or save the time. Redeem the time. Bore or buy more time. <laughs> you have to, to redeem. It's what the Bible says. You have to redeem the time. And we are supposed to tight our money because the Bible says that 10% belongs to God, right? The Bible says 10% our, from our money belongs to God. And <clears throat> if you are a Christian, you are, you, you're supposed to give tithes and offering. But we should tithe and offer our time. Did you know that? We should offer our time to the Lord the same way. Or today we have time for everything, to do everything, but we don't have time for God and with God. Have you seen that? We have time for everything. I am watching people around me all the time. They are playing, they are enjoying life, they are watching movies, they are playing, they are doing many different things. But sometimes they say, oh, it's very busy and I have no time, Pastor. We have invented all these modern things to save time. We are in the modern days, isn't it? But uh, the point is we have less time than ever before. We have a lot of less time than our fathers and mothers that they used to have in the past, isn't it? Years ago, our parents they used to travel by horse. And today, we have fast cars. We have fast airplanes, as I told you. In the past, we used to take three months to go to America. And today, we go to America in seven hours. Then we have faster computers to help us to save time. <laughs> But we lose and, and waste time with so many things. We are in a modern world, but we are, we are just wasting time. The things supposed to get better, but it's not better. And you have time. Look to the person next to you and say, you have time. Everybody have time. You have so much time. You have 24 hours a day, isn't it? Is your day 24 hours? Mine is. And you have time. But for what? For what do you love? For where is your heart? 
Where you are using your time is what you love. Where you are using your time is what you love. E everyone of us has 24 hours a day. But for what? You have time to serve Christ. You have time to live according to his will. And you have time to obey him. You have. But how many of you want to be, to be with him? I, I have a question to you. All of you, please answer me. How many of you want to be with God after death? I want to see your hands up if you want. How many of you want to be with the Lord after death? 100% of the people. And I have a question to you. Why do you want to be with the Lord after death, but today you don't want to be with him? Huh? Why? You want to be, say, Lord, after death I want you. After death I want to be with you. After death I want to serve you, to adore you. Today, no. I want to enjoy my life. I want to enjoy my movies, my games, to do what I want to do. But, oh, after death, I'm holy. <laughs> Please accept me. I'm here. <laughs> This is so funny. I was thinking that, wow, why do you want to be with God during your life on earth? During your life, you don't want to be in his presence. You don't want to pray. We have a prayer meetings, but said, no, this is not for me. This is for some people just, not for me. You don't want to spend time with the kingdom of God. My beloved, we have Bible studies in the church. We have prayer meetings in the church. We have conquer school. We are teaching the people. We have here Hope Cafe. And did you know that it is working? And just few people, always. Did you know that? Few people. Only few people work. Only few people pray. Only few people visit people in this church. Only few people are making disciples. Just few. This is the reason that Jesus said that in, at the end, how many will be saved? Then few. Jesus said, there is a broad road that everybody wants to enter, but a narrow gate. This is the point. This is why I'm here talking too, too much love to you. Be careful. How are you living? Because one day, you are going to knock the door and say, Lord, open the door. Who are you? If you want to know the Lord, go to his presence now. <laughs> you want to be with him after death, but not today. Yesterday, we had 12 hours of prayer. If you were here, raise up your hands, please. All of you that were here. Look around, please. Just for you to know what I'm saying to you. It's what Jesus said, just a few people. I pray that God will awaken 
and revive your life before it is too, still not too late and you may regret how you wasted your time and your life. Psalm 31:15 says, the psalmist said, my times are, my times are in your hands. Can you say this like David? My times are in your hands, God. I am at God's disposal. Can you say that? I am here. You can count on me, Lord. Have you committed your whole life to Christ? Have you committed your whole life to Christ? Maybe you say, yes, I have been baptized, pastor, years ago, and I go to church once a week. But are you totally committed to him? Are you sure if you were to die at this moment, you would go to heaven? Are you sure? Are you sure that your sins are forgiven? Are you, what are you going to hear, to hear in that day of judgment? That's why Christ came to die on that cross, my beloved brothers. He shed his blood for you so that you could serve him and to make disciples. Did you know that you belong to God twice? Did you know that? You belong to God twice. First, first because he created you. Right? He formed you. He created you. But we sinned against him and moved away from him. But he created us. But also second, he rescued me. He rescued us. He bought us again. He created us and then he bought us. And I want you to read 1 Corinthians 6.20. 1 Corinthians 6. 620. Let's read out together. For God bought you with high price. So you must honor God with your body. Beloved brothers, you and, and I, we were lost because of our sins. We were in the hands of Satan. And we were going to hell. This is our, it's our condemnation. But the Bible says that God, what Jesus did, God did, he bought. He paid a price. Do you have a mobile? Did you buy it? Did you pay the price? To whom belonged this mobile? It's yours. You bought it. You paid a price. And you have to use it for yourself. God bought you. <laughs> did you. Did you get the point? That you and I, we, 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 he paid a very high price for us. And your life no longer belongs to you. Your life don't belong to you. 
You have a new owner. You have a Lord. Do you know what it means to have a Lord? You have a Lord. This word Lord comes from the old word like landlord. When the landlord used to buy servants, slaves. And the slaves had to serve the Lord. And the Bible says that you are in the hands of Satan. And what God did? He bought you. But can you do whatever you want to do right now? No. Why? Because someone paid a very high price for your life. Amen. And one day you are going to give account how you use your life. How you use your time. Because you are not here just to enjoy life, but for yourself. Let's read John 9, 4. We must quickly carry out the task assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming, and then no one can work. The night is going to come. You know what the night is going to come? The night is going to come that you are not going to work. Even if you have a barbecue waiting for you. No. Even if you have a, a game for you to play. Say, ah, no, no, say, not going to have a game. Today we have the opportunity to serve the Lord. Because the night is going to come. The night is going to come to every one of us. And today have this opportunity to serve him while we can. Serve him now. Put God first in your life. And I speak to you with so much love. Please, take care of your life. I speak to you as I speak to my daughters. Because I want to see them saved. And I am speaking to you with so much love. John 17, 3 and 4. For us to go to finish, John 17, 3 to 4 says, And this is the way to have, this is the way to have, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. I brought glory to you here on earth by what? Completing the work you gave me to do. This is the way to have eternal life. How, is, how to have the eternal life? To know him. How can you know God? Spending time with him. If you don't like to, stay, to spend time with him, I'm sure you are not going to get to know him. I know Fabiana very well because I spend a lot of time with her. You know your spouse because you spend a lot of time with your spouse. You know your children because maybe you spend time with your children. How are you going to know God? And the eternal life is going to be that. That you know. But for some people, what he's going to say? I don't know you. Because you didn't spend time. And two things. The way to have eternal life. To know God and finishing the work that he assigned us to do. To know him. 
but to finish the work that he assigned us to do. Did you know that God has a plan for you? God has a plan for your life that you can finish with God's help. Amen? God has assigned a work that you can complete. You are unique and nobody can take your place. Because what God has for you is just for you to do. And God needs you in his kingdom. Let's the last verse, 1 Peter 3, 8 and 9. 1 Peter 3 and 9 says, But beloved, do not forget this one thing, talking about time, that with the Lord, one day, one day, one day is like a thousand of years, and a thousand of years is like a day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some count slackness, but it is long suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. This is the will of God. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, not anyone to perish. Not anyone to go to hell. This is the will of God. God wants our salvation, your salvation, the salvation of your neighbor, salvation of your co-workers, salvation of all your friends. This is God's will. This is why we are living. Not to do our will, but to live for him and to do his will. And then, the number one, the number one desire of God's heart is to save the lost. God's desire is to have a big family with many children like Jesus. And I want to ask you again, where are you using your time? Where are you investing your time? In people? Or in things? Where? When you invest your life in people, you are showing that Jesus lives in you. And you are fulfilling the greatest of the commandments. Loving God and loving people. If you don't love people, if you do, are not investing in people, I'm sorry. Everything you do here on earth, you will receive nothing. Why? Because what are you going to bring into heaven after your death? What? Are you going to bring your house? Are you going to bring your money that was saved in the bank account? Are you going to load a truck to bring to heaven? And you ask, please, Lord, bring it to heaven. Is there anything on earth that you're going to bring to heaven? Yes, just one thing. Just one thing enter in heaven. What enter in heaven? Souls, Souls people. <laughs> Be smart. Be smart. 
your money, your things, your, everything that you are investing, 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 for, have, for eternity is nothing. Be smart. <laughs> this is why I'm investing in you. This is why we, we, Shalom is here to invest in people. See, if, if you are not investing in people, sorry, you are doing nothing for the kingdom of God. Nothing. Everything we do is to invest in people. We are a church here, not just to come on Sunday, but to make disciples. To save the lost, because this is God's will. God wants to save everybody. He doesn't want anyone lost. Can you imagine? I don't want to see my children lost, going to hell. I don't want to see you lost and going to hell. This is why I'm talking to you with so much love. Please, change your life and use your time wisely. Can you say amen? amen. Let's stand up, please. We are near to finish. And I, now I want you, you have to, to give one answer. Did you listen to this word? But what is your answer right now? We need to repent. When I look to some people in this church, I get worried because I don't see many people like they are just working for or doing things for themselves. And, uh, and today we need to repent. And I invite you, please don't walk right now, but close your eyes. And, uh, and I want you like to pray and say, Lord, maybe you are this one that you are wasting your time. The eternal life is to know God. This is the eternal life. If you don't like to be with Him now, I'm sorry to say you are not going to be with Him after death. Because the eternal life is to know Jesus and God. And to finish the work that He gave you to do. It's just two things. It's to love Him and to love people. To, to spend time with him and to spend your time to help others. And I have a question just for you. Are you visiting people? Who you visited in this past month? Are you discipling people? Are you involved with your cell group to save the lost? Can God count on you for his kingdom to grow? Just answer this question in your heart. Can God count at you on you for prayer meetings? Ezekiel says, I looked for someone to be in the gap and I found no one. Our cell groups need more leaders. Who is going to say yes to God? Many people say, I am so busy, so busy. Intercession needs volunteers. Hope Cafe needs volunteers. The kingdom of God needs volunteers. We need to repent from our selfishness. 
and to live for eternity. Remember that your eternity is determined by the way you used your time in these few years. Let's pray. Dear God, dear God, I am so ashamed, Lord, how your people who are called by your name are serving you, Lord. I'm so ashamed, Lord. Lord, I want to ask you, Lord, please forgive us. Lord, forgive your church, Lord. Forgive your people that knows your word, Lord. People that knows your will, but they have neglected, Lord, to serve you, Lord. Have neglected your kingdom, Father. Forgive us, Lord. Because we are doing many things just for ourselves. But your kingdom has no priority, Lord, in our lives. And I am here asking you, please forgive us. Forgive your church. Lord, while we are rejoicing, making money, living for ourselves, people that you love are dying and going to hell. Not knowing you, Lord. Holy Spirit, I do pray. Holy Spirit, please take this word and plant in every heart. In those who listen this word today. Holy Spirit, please forgive us. Visit us. Visit every single person in this room. Visit every person that are listening to this preaching right now. Forgive us, Lord. Awake us. Revive us. And prepare us to meet you. Prepare your bride to meet you one day. Lord, we want to live and, and to serve you, Lord, faithfully. Lord, we want to be prepared for eternity. And we want to be near to you right now, Lord. Every day we want to be near to you. Not just after death, Lord. Lord, and also we want to finish the work and the mission that you have for us. And we declare, Shalom will finish the work. We will finish the work, Lord, that you have for us. Your kingdom will come over this town. Many people will be saved. And we are going to fulfill our calling. And all your people will going to be before you. In the day of judgment, received as a faithful servant, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And we repent from our sins. And we are going to give you all the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. And remember, your, your eternity is determined by the way that you use your time on earth. God bless you.